All right. I believe we are in the group. I'm going to wait and make sure everything is working. But while I do, uh, this is our live Q&A with Dr. Lauren. So if you have checked out her session, uh, feel free to pop into the chat any questions that you have. We have one very sort of general question that we're going to touch upon. And I'll let Dr. Lauren share some more insight and wisdom following that. And good. I have audio. We're working. Excellent. Lauren, so great to talk to you. I yes. enjoyed our session so much. So this is going to be super fun just diving in and chatting some more. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. So the one question that we, we got pre-submitted came from, I'm covering that. Uh, this came from Mimi and she said that her child is apparently negative for dyslexia, but doesn't, so doesn't qualify for services, but she suspects that there are tendencies. What other resources can she use to find information and advocacy? So take it away, yeah, Dr. Lauren. Sure, sure. So there are a variety of ways to kind of slice this question. And since I don't have, um, did you say it was Minnie? Was that her name? Mimi, I believe. Mimi, okay. Well, since, since Mimi is not on the call, I can't ask clarifying questions to give a more uh, specific answer. So what I will say is I'm curious to know what do you mean by negative for dyslexia? So when I hear that, I think of several different things. It could be number one, you went to see if your local school could test your child and they basically have their own little checklist and said, nope, we're not going to do that because we're seeing this. So that could be a form of, you know, negative dyslexia. Um, but the other piece too is if you did go through with the testing, depending on what tests were administered and depending on who tested, the child may not um, show up as dyslexic because maybe they didn't do a deep dive, you know, the phonological and phonemic awareness and the oral language, all of that kind of stuff to really get uh, rich data to say, here's what we're working with. We can label this dyslexia. Or maybe there's a little bit of testing that went more in depth, but maybe the person or the school district is not comfortable slapping that label on the report because then they're held accountable for actually providing those resources. So that's the first thing. I would be curious to know what you mean by negative for dyslexia. In regards to um, the second part, you were talking about resources, right? Or was there another question after the negative for dyslexia. Can you read it again? So she's looking for just basically more information and resources. She's noticing right. what she believes are dyslexic tendencies. Okay. Yes. So obviously, you know, if you saw my session, you would get to understand the signs and symptoms. And even if you don't, even if parents don't know signs and symptoms, like off the bat, you know, when something's off with your child. So definitely go with your gut. In regards to resources, I would, number one, check out your local decoding dyslexia chapter. Every state has a decoding dyslexia because it's a grassroots parent-run organization where there are parents who are frustrated with the public school system, frustrated with, you know, whatever has been or continuing to happen within your district, and Really, it's a great place to network with other parents because there are parents who are new in the journey who really need that help and their parents were very seasoned and their children maybe are in college and beyond and they were able to really see here's what I did or here are the stumbling blocks that I had to, you know, really go through to get where I am now. So definitely check out your local decoding dyslexia 
definitely check out IDA, International Dyslexia Association. I always recommend that. It's a it's a wealth of knowledge. They have webinars, all that good stuff. And then of course, I'm going to plug my podcast. So I have a podcast called the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast. We are now in season three, which is actually wrapping up. There are 43 episodes of rich content. So this this season is all about service providers. So I would recommend listening to um, there are two with two neuropsychologists and they talk about the testing process. They talk about inequities, all of the things that parents don't know that they should know. I also have an episode with a former superintendent who has dyslexic kids and she shares what it's like in the, in the lens of being a former superintendent and what that can look like with your dyslexic child and, and resources that you can really find to support your journey. So definitely check out your local Decoding Dyslexia. IDA and my podcast, Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere where you stream your podcasts. And I'll be sure to drop the link for all those in the comments after we get off. Yeah, sure. Um, I also want to congratulate this mom on wanting to get more information, really educate herself and advocate for her child because during our session, we talked about how important educating oneself really is and understanding our kids and being able to advocate for them. Definitely. Um, trying to think if I have any other questions since I'm not seeing anyone popping into the live chat, uh, which by the way, if you are a replay warrior, give us a hashtag replay and feel free to drop any comments into the, the, uh, the feed. Uh, Lauren will be able to come back in later and check those out and answer those. And going to check all the other places. Okay, yeah, not seeing any more coming through. Did you have anything else you wanted to share today, Lauren? Um, No, just uh, I would love everyone's support with kind of sharing and listening to the podcast. Um, and also check out my website. I have blog posts and it's really, you know, a reflection of things of being a mom <laughs> and also, you know, really connecting with you all in this journey. So I definitely look forward to seeing you all on my mailing list, connecting with you in my community, you know, dropping some comments to let me know what content you do want to hear for the podcast. Cause I think that's always really great and no, just grateful to be here and share, share the knowledge that I have in hopes that it can help make a difference. And I also want to add, don't forget to go grab her freebie, her D3, what is yeah. it, D3 Parents Guide, yes. um, which goes into, I'll let you explain exactly. Yeah, what so it is actually, if you go to my website, www.thinkdyslexia.me, there's um, like a little banner where it says, if you put in your email address, you'll get this parent guide that's actually sent to you. And I, I think... Um, when a few people logged in, it wasn't sending to them. So I had to go back and check, but everything should be good now. I was going to say, you are not alone in the tech struggles. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is still not auto sending at the moment. So. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's a lot of work to have to manually send it, but no, now it should be back <laughs> up and running. So go um, on my website, put in your email address and it should send it to you within the next minute of you signing up. So yeah, definitely. If you signed up already, didn't see it come through this- go do it again. Most systems are set up that it will resend no problem in that scenario. Um, trying to think if I have any other questions. We covered a lot in our session. It was really Yeah, good. it was about like 45 minutes, I think. So yeah, it was definitely yeah. one of our longer sessions. Uh, Definitely. 
trying to think if there's anything else that would be really, really good to talk about. Um, oh, your VIP bonus. You're using multimodal approach to teaching English. That is also up there. If you want to go ahead and grab the VIP pass and upgrade to that, uh, I highly recommend that you do it because there is a ton of content in there. Yeah, it's about three hours, and I believe it's broken down into six syllable types. Um, there's there's multi-sensory grammar, so I'm really modeling how to do it with the traditional sense of diagramming versus um, Project Reads Framing Your Thoughts, where they use symbols. And then I delve into some reading comprehension strategies and then writing. So it's a lot of great stuff, and I will say um, all of the things in there are things that I have actually, that are tried and true. It's not like this is like researched. I've actually done the research myself with kids and I've seen the progress that it's made. And some of it is, um, the progress that students have made. And I think some of the things are really just uh, me being, trying to find creative ways to really look at that neurodiverse brain and how can they make those connections, especially with the grammar? I mean, that is just huge that we don't really teach grammar in a way that most kids understand. But really, when you think about the neurodiverse brain, you have to have ways to connect what this means in order to build upon that to be a really strong writer. So I would definitely check it out. It's, I believe, three hours of content. I think there might be like 20 tutorials in there so they range between like three minutes and I think the longest is 15 and I think that's me modeling how you can help your struggling writer with ways to generate ideas to write yeah I can't wait to dive into it myself I've been so deep in summit mode I grabbed all the freebies from everyone and I can't wait to look at them afterwards um, with more time and attention but it's funny that you mentioned the grammar being so difficult I grew up going through a Spanish immersion program. So half my day was in English and half my day was in Spanish. So even as an adult without any neurodiversity, yeah. I struggle with grammar. So I can't even imagine what these kids are going through trying to wrap their head around all of these different things from phonemic awareness to the writing right. to all of it. So that is a, an excellent resource to have. And I always am a firm supporter of getting creative to get kids even more engaged and involved in that learning. So that's going to be so fun to dive into, not just for my kids, but for myself. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So again, not seeing any questions. So feel free to drop them in the chat. We can check back later for those. And thank you again, Lauren, for popping on live with me today and for the session that we got to pre-record. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for having me. No problem. All 